before we get started, if you love what we're doing on the Church Sound Podcast, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want more information, go to our website, www.churchsoundpodcast.com. See you in the Matrix. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Did you hear the pastor? What about your live streams, social media? We provide solid solutions for all of your multimedia needs. Let's learn something today. Let's go. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prince Apprentice Thompson, along with the good pastor. Pastor Caleb Winley. Guys, how y'all doing out there today? Man, what, a, what a time to be alive. Man, who you telling? <laughs> what a time to be alive. Absolutely. Welcome to episode number 87. 87. 87, brother. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I keep trying to hit that soprano note like we did like in our very first episode, but now to be on episode 87, you know, I, I don't know. I think I'm losing, I like I said, I think I'm losing my range, bro. All right, man. It's okay. You know, these things do dissipate after you know, a while, you know. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to goggle before we start. <laughs> there you I, go. I think I need to goggle. That's I need to get some, some Listerine. 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 Yeah, yeah, that might work. That might work. It might, it might help me out. So, anyway, welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Cats and dogs of all ages, we are very excited to have you aboard yeah. this ride with us. Um, before we get started, how about we pay a couple of bills? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's talk about um, one of our sponsors, Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest podcast studio in New York City. If you happen to be in the New York City area, make sure you hit them up. MetroPodcastStudio.com for all of your podcasting needs. They have a beautiful facility. And as well as they, they can live stream on multiple platforms simultaneously, which is mm-hmm. a great thing. They, they, offer, they also offer post-production, pre-production, um, podcast production overall, but a beautiful professional podcast facility. Hit them up, metropodcaststudio.com. Well, today we have a we got a special guest in the building, brother. Yeah, we do, man. And, you know, today's topic is very apropos. Yeah. I would say with... Um, Church production. Yeah, exactly. And it's, the title is Church Production and Marketing, and, and we have a great guest to bring into the podcast. So, my brother. Yes, sir. If you don't mind introducing our esteemed guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i like to take this opportunity, guys, to just, first I want to start out with this, because I think this is very important. The brother that I want to talk about, Today's his birthday. Yeah. It's his birthday. Yeah. He's a little older. Yeah. He's got a little wiser. Yeah. He's lost a little sound. Yeah, a little sound. Okay. <laughs> He's okay. We're talking about Christopher Franklin. He has a strong background in branding campaigns and creative creative editing with nonlinear systems. He is also an expert in designing for print and motion graphics. He is also, and I like this part, he's an author. And you can get his book, Developing an Effective Media Ministry, at www.christopherfranklin.com. It gives me great pleasure to introduce to you and the whole CPS squad, a creator, an innovator, a problem solver, Mid-South Regional fifth-time Emmy War Award recipient, Christopher Franklin. Wow. <laughs> All right, man. What an introduction. Yes, sir. Wow. <laughs> he, wow. Made, he made me feel special. Man, I, I, I almost feel jealous. Like, <laughs> He don't, he don't introduce me like that. Good Lord. Uh, he just say him. Yeah, where he go? He just go him. That guy right there. <laughs> the one to Barat. You know. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I love the content. I mean, I love what you all are, do- all are doing, educating everybody and just... Uh, you know, staying with the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of what's going on in church media, ministry, and production and sound. I just think it's, you know, it's inspiring. Wow, wow, wow. Well, well said. And, and happy birthday, brother. Man, man. Happy uh, Thank you, thank birthday. you, man. Happy. Yeah, yeah, you only turned 30 12 times, you know what I'm saying? 12 times. 12 times. 12 times. So which one are you on, brother? Which one are you on? You're number the second 11? batch or first batch? 
<laughs> He's in the middle of the yeah, first no, batch. Feel, second yeah, batch. I'm, I'm blessed to see. I'm blessed to see 42, uh, and it just it feels like in this season of, of the pandemic and COVID that you know a lot of my classmates. Uh, you know, I graduated from Fisk University. Mm-hmm. A lot of my classmates and even high school, some of my uh, classmates from high school, are beginning to to not see the next day or the next year. So this mm. is a blessing to be here. Right, right. Yes, sir. Bless, de- definitely a blessing. So to those of our, I don't know if you know know this, sir. But we have this segment called Sunday School. And what Sunday School is, is the funny stories we tell in church that happen within our realm of, of service that are funny to us. And it looks like, you know, we, we talked off script for a moment. It looks yeah. like I'm the pastor of the moment. You are the pastor today. I am, I am the pastor today. Yes, I, am, I have the robe and the gavel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get ready for Sunday School. Okay, class is time. Time for Sunday School. I don't want you to Come on, stop so since I am the man on the mic this morning, I have my three points. Are you ready for my three points, brothers? Yes, sir. Are y'all ready for my yes, three points? Yes, sir. Yes, sure. Sir. Absolutely. Yes, All right. Sir. You got it. <laughs> All right. So first point is it's in here. It's, it's in not. Here. It's not. It's not there. It's in here. It's not there. Gotcha. It's in here. It's not there. Okay. Point number two. I wish you would. You got you got to nod your head when you yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah. I, 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 I I wish you would. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My third and final point is, oh dear. Mm. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's in here. <laughs> what, what, what say you, fine gentlemen? What say you? I wish you would. Mm. Mm. What, what, what you say, Chris? Like, uh, I, I wish you would. You want? I wish you would. Which way you are, Caleb? I'm feeling oh dear. Oh dear? Oh dear. Yeah. Oh yeah. dear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go with oh dear for $49.99 and three cents in a, 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 a quarter water and a, and a, and a pack of Hubba Bubbles. Um, All right. So this happened in an undisclosed location that, that, that I shall not name, nor should I give the vicinity or the state I was in when this did happen. Okay. I was at said I was at said church and I was um told to um mic um the the speaker of the evening the okay. day or the afternoon. I shall not say that because I shall give it away. Yep. So um you know so put it on a live, you know, it's 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 a personal thing. Yeah. You know, you know, I in, with our female sisters, I tr- I try to get a female um, tech to put to, to right put it on their garment. But this time it was a male, so there's like Prentice, can you you know live you know or mic up the our, our guest speaker? Mm. So um, you know I, I throw the pack on and run it run it around their back. Yeah. You know, put it up the shirt. And oh dear. I said, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear was sprewing out of his mouth, mm. running up my nostrils and <laughs> holding one's composure, to say the least, wanting to get past the oh dear <laughs> was quite oh dear. I can imagine. <laughs> so, um, I must say, it's probably the fastest. <laughs> it was record timing, sir. <laughs> it was record timing. I can imagine. Man, I put that live on so fast. Um, trying to hold myself together at the moment, you know. Not to faint. You don't want to faint. I don't want to faint. My eyes was watering. Yeah, Everything man. was going wrong. So, there you have it. Um, Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Older. Oh, How about that? <laughs> <laughs> It was oh dear. Yeah, man. I've been there. Oh, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus. I've been there. I've been there. Oh, I've been oh, there, oh Lord brother. Jesus. I guess that's never happened to you, Chris. I'll, I'll say that one more time. I, I, said, I, I guess that's never happened to you before. Oh, uh, you know, I don't I don't deal much with micing people. Oh, Lord Jesus. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> man, you're a smart man. <laughs> not not anymore. Well, let, I must let, have had a one too many, oh dear. <laughs> 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 Let me ask you, Chris. Have you ever been on a you know you, you ever been on a prayer line and the and the man of God is just he's 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 praying for your soul, but his breath smell like it came from Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been there. Oh, I've you know been there. The, you, know what blinking. The wor- you know what the worst thing is? Is then when they're doing that blow thing. <sighs> oh, Lord. <laughs> you like, please. Please, please. I want to blow, blow the spirit over you. That's a glory cloud for another direction. Anyway, <laughs> so Chris, I have to ask you this question. It's something to be asked to all of our uh, all of our guests. How in the world did you get involved with church production? Period. How did this happen? Man, that's interesting. Actually, uh, well, first off, back in way up, um, you know, I am a, I'm a PK. Oh, uh, okay. And, my, my, and, and we're, we're deep in the United Methodist Church in that, uh, like, currently my brother's a, a senior pastor at a church in L.A. Uh, my sister and my, my brother-in-law are both pastors in Nashville at uh, two different churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, our grandfather was a, was a uh, pastor for many, many moons uh, in the Tennessee Conference, United Methodist Church. Uh, and actually, my first editing system, uh, as a kid, I got a hand-me-down um half-inch editing suite from United Methodist Communications. So when you talk about just like, you know, being involved in church, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Uh, But my first experience with like film production, uh, our church was asked to be background actors in Roots, you know, you know, the the Kuka Kente. Yeah, yeah. That was was filmed in Nashville, yeah, my hometown. So I got to wrestle with Louis Gossett Jr. uh, as a kid. And, you know, at the time, you know, LeVar Burden, you know, Mr. Reading Rainbow himself was kind of like a superstar <laughs> in my eyes as a kid. Sure. But, uh, to see all that happen um, was pretty cool, uh, just to kind of be introduced to the media. Um, and then um, I'll say actually working and I mean, being employed by a church uh, for the media production aspect of it, that didn't happen until after I'd gotten my uh, um, career started uh, in television and, and film. So, um, I mean, quite frankly... I was not, I was ready to get out of news. I was the art director, actually a very young art director, 23 years old at the Fox station in Memphis. I was, um, I was hired as an art director and I was there for about three years in that role. And I just felt like, you know, at at that age, about 26, I had won multiple Emmys and I just felt like I needed to to do more and be more. Sure. Uh, But it really wasn't, I just, I just wanted to start my own business. I kind of started at the beginning of that. Uh, but what was really cool about it, though, was there was an opportunity at Hope Presbyterian Church, uh, which was a very fast-growing church uh, in the in the country, uh, that was just looking for a, a media production specialist. Uh, and so that was the first time I'd actually like been employed uh, by the church to do like church work and church media ministry. Although I was raised by the church, I never really did media production. And um, there were so many things that I learned throughout the years, but that was just kind of the genesis, the beginning of all that. So how would you define media, media production? Like, what, 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 how would you define it? Uh, anything creative. I mean, when you talk about media, most people just think of, well, currently social media uh, and how those elements are produced and created. But, I mean, media in its very simplistic form is, uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're creating a, PowerPoint, you're turning on a microphone, anything that amplifies your message, um, you know, in a, in a, in a digital uh, form. And actually, even before that, obviously analog. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, your media, you know, is just beyond your, I mean, the, the Bible itself is a medium. Sure. <laughs> it's a book. Sure. Right. Yep. Right. And so you just talk about different ways that media can be uh, converted and transformed and, and published and multiplied. Um, you know, the first time that the book, uh, the good book was produced in mass publication, uh, you know, it was, you know, that's, that's the media. So you're, you're putting into a media uh, form in which to, to disseminate. So uh, from that perspective, almost everything you do uh, in ministry, especially if you feel led and that's your purpose, like you are producing your own media ministry. So in a broad sense, you know, not to kind of over- Simplify, but in a broad sense, anything you do is considered immediate ministry. Mm. Wow. That's good. That's good, good stuff. Good stuff. So um, when it comes to the position you had, like, what did your day look like? Like, what, I mean, if I said, what did your week um, look like? So uh, at Hope uh, Presbyterian Church in Cordova, uh, which is the second, I'm sorry, it's the largest Presbyterian church in the country. 
Um, it does often, it is often seen as a mega church. Oh, what did you say? No, I will listen to you. Oh, okay, okay. It, it is often seen as a, a mega church. Um, but uh, I'm sorry, I lost my thought. Can you repeat that one more time? I apologize. <laughs> I said, no problem at all. It all happens. It's your birthday. You know, I forgive you. Um, so I, I said, what did, what did, as far as the church that you, the first church you worked at, so what did your week look like as far as your duties and oh, the things you had look. to do? Yeah, what yeah, did your yeah. Week look like? Yeah, so, uh, so the week as I left, like I said, I was the director of media production. So the week uh, was much like um, in preparation for a live broadcast um so like for example you would always have a pre-production meeting if you were doing a live broadcast just like saturday night live does a live broadcast uh, on saturday ours began on the weekend on saturday evening as well so we'd have a service on saturday at 5 30 and then uh, three services on sunday to uh, uh three sunday morning and then one on, on sunday evening hold up so back up back up rewind 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 hold up <laughs> So y'all did pre-production. Was it a real service on Saturday or was it just pre-production for no, Sunday? No, actually, that's not even the rehearsal. Pre-production is just the planning. Sure. Yep. You know, we, we open up planning center. We talk about, like, how, how, how we want to, uh, who's going to be a part of the music team, what that song selection looks like, what videos might accompany the sermon or announcements, um, uh, rotating the uh, uh, pre-service announcements before and after the service to figure out which communications, which messages need to be delivered. Uh, and then also kind of surveying what happened the week before, not just what happened the week before as in what we did last weekend, but what happened in the world, what happened in Memphis. And so you come into, you take that Monday and breathe for a minute, but you come in that Tuesday morning and you're like, you know, where are we? Where do we want to go? Uh, how, how does this ministry, how does this, this weekend worship, how should it look and feel? So that pre-planning meeting, just sitting, you know, 15 of us sitting in a room talking about what, what next weekend might look like begins on Tuesday. Mm. And that's before any rehearsals or anything happens. So does so right. song, selection, no. song selections happen during that time as well? Um, anything media-driven, anything that happens during the service is discussed on Tuesday. Right. Well, and, and again, this is, this is just, some of this stuff may have been decided before, mm -hmm. but this is when we finalize, like we come up with, okay, we, we know we're in this sermon series. Um, and so there have been video elements that were in the previous weeks. We've already shot and pre-edited some things that we think are going to go for this next week. And so we start to talk about those. Does this work? Does we, do we need to hold off? Like, perfect example, one of the ministries we have is Stephen Ministry. So if we produced a video about the Stephen Ministry that the person doing the announcements or prayer, if they're going to talk about Stephen Ministry, if the entire weekend service is filled with videos, if there's a video that might have to wait until the next week, it's that video. So even though we've done the work and pre-produced it, you might have to still survey that week what happened in the world that did, did, did a shooting like we had a, a shooting in Carville, tennessee here it's a suburb of memphis and because that happened if we had planned for that steven minister video to play we might not need to play that because that's not where memphis is at that moment memphis is still mourning memphis means encouragement you know mm. so it's kind of like like what what do we need to communicate on like tuesday we're deciding what do we need to communicate on that next coming up weekend so there's a pre pre planning wow. meeting before any rehearsals take place. Wow, yeah, bro, I I want to say this to you, Chris. Um, me myself and Prentice both have been in this for so long. I've never, I've not seen that in many churches, and I've been to a lot of them. So it's almost like you're like the um, the unicorn <laughs> because that I, I seriously, bro, what you're talking about doing is, is it's next level where people actually sit down and prepare and get things positioned, even recognizing the temperature of what's taking place in your, your, your region. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, bro. Well, I mean, but I, I can tell you how that starts though. How that begins is even before hope became the, the largest Presbyterian church in the country. Where mm -hmm. it started was 
with my predecessor when he was hired 25 years ago. When he was hired, uh, the senior assistant, the senior, the pastor to this, uh, the senior assistant, no, it's not a pastor. Let me get this right. The assistant to the senior pastor. That's right. Mm -hmm. The assistant to the senior pastor, when he went out to hire my predecessor, when it was just him, no other employees in the media production department, it was all volunteer based. When he hired him, he hired him as creative as he was. He said, I don't want you to do anything creative. He told him, all I want you to do is get the lyrics on the screen on time, no, spell, no misspellings in the scriptures, uh, and no errors. I want cameras in focus. So we're not talking about doing all this special, you know, click track video, motion graphics, sure. stuff back. Like, forget all that stuff. You got to start with the cornerstone of getting everything right. Right. Like, it has to just, boom, just be correct. And once it's correct and you've got that foundation, then you start laying those other bricks. Sure. Hey, we want to do a special service for Easter or a special service for Christmas. Then after you begin to do all those special things, they become a little more standard and then you can start adding things to that. And so we've grown it to the point now where a simulcasting a stream and making sure the audio doesn't get delayed and all these other uh, technical innovations and integrations becomes, um, you know, second nature. Like our switcher, what we use in the video booth, the only other switcher that's like that in graphics machine is at the FedEx forum where the Memphis Grizzlies play. That's the only one in the city. So like, there was a there was a way that we grew it, and it just started from getting the core right, and I, and, and and then be, building a core team. There there are video volunteers that have been there since the church was founded thirty two years ago. Wow! So I mean, it's like yeah, you you talk about a family and building that and building that volunteer media base. Like it's more than just getting the equipment and purchasing equipment and maintaining the equipment. So what do you think the key was to, to building out your volunteer base after you had your staffing? Uh, well, it's a ministry. So <laughs> people, I think, sometimes forget that just because you want something to stream or be recorded, like there's still a ministry component of that. There's still mm -hmm. a, uh, you want to thank people uh, for their service. Uh, you want to be there in their time of need. We've had we had one video volunteer who lost his son and his brother in the same year. Uh, and the entire media ministry uh, pretty much came to his, you know, the funeral and, and, and um, you know, the repast. And so, like, there's still ministry that happens. So that's, that's one of the things you've got to remember, that it's still ministry. And, you, and people's why. Sometimes you really need to know why someone wanted to get involved, and not just because they like tech stuff, like, there was one person who had lost some family members uh, at uh, a sister church, Brown Baptist Church in South Haven, Mississippi. And so they enjoy uh, being a service to um, any time that they have a funeral. They want to volunteer and be a part of the tech crew pretty much just for funerals, but they volunteer all around. And so like, that's their why. That's their purpose. So, so knowing why and getting to know your people, not just to fill a spot, um, well, so when you are in need, like we were in a real need, not because we didn't have the technical stuff when the pandemic just started, not that we didn't have the technical parts and pieces in play, but like, you know, a weekend worship on average, about 7,000 people would come every weekend. Mm. And then in a drop of a hat, like our 5,000 stadium seat church is like nobody's in there, mm. but we're doing a worship service and recording it and streaming it. But like, we still need volunteer camera operators and graphics sure. operators and, mm -hmm. and shaders and all, all that stuff. Um, and so like we needed those volunteers and we, and we needed that family, that part of the church family. And so that investment, that stick to only happens because they have a love and a passion and a purpose to be there. Like we couldn't have, we, we couldn't have hired and paid a crew. Now don't get me wrong. Some churches do like, when I went to Lakewood uh, and talked to some of their tech team, yeah, yeah, they they pretty much pay for the best div or or um, or uh, what do you call them, Steadicam operators to run around to make sure you get that shots in a, in sure. a half a second. Like, yeah, they're they're first rate, they're top class. First, they even have line producers, which we don't really have those. Mm, 
Um, really? So yeah, they're, they, they're got they got line producers? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they have line producers. Wow. But, I mean, they're first rate. I mean, they, they, you go to a weekend search, service there, you'll you'll see and feel the difference, and you realize that it is, uh, it's a different standard of production. That's mm. awesome. Wow. So it mm-hmm. sounds like you are building, like I remember in the, uh, in the introduction, um, your last statement was you was a problem solver. And so it sounds like you have a whole team full of problem solvers. So what does that mean to you, problem solving? Now, uh, I guess when you say problem solvers, um, are you talking about the, the team that meets on Tuesdays? I'm talking about the, your, your, your entire media team. Like you said that there was a situation where someone's lost a family member and then the whole team came in and just kind of rallied around that individual. So there was a situation, there was a problem, there was an issue. But there, Oh, it's just because your, your, your family, when you, when you volunteer the media ministry, you're volunteering for the weekend. I, remember, I mentioned all those services, the Saturday evening mm-hmm. service, the three Sunday morning services, like... Those four services, it's the same crew. And so you spend hours on hours in between worship service and joking on headset. We have these T-shirts that we bought for our volunteer media uh, team uh, that says on the back of it, what happens on headset stays on headset. <laughs> because it's like a running joke, right? There's so much fun that happens on there. Oh, gosh. You know, That's um, funny. Let's, That's let's really say good. a singer hits a, a bad note or something. And the only people that are that are laughing out loud are in the video booth. <laughs> That's the and truth. And they're that are trying to hold it in. That's right? the truth. So those moments are authentic. Yeah, yeah, they're so authentic. They're so real that when someone is hurting, like it's just a natural reaction. Natural That's reaction awesome. just to be there. We're about to introduce the third layer of the Church Sound Podcast: the perspective. The first installment is a conversation. Midweek service is the technical aspects. And the perspective is the spiritual aspects. My name is Pastor Caleb Winley, and I look forward to sharing what God has shared with me. Join with me on this journey. The Perspective, airing bi-weekly starting March 5th, 2022. I would, I mean, I would, I guess I would call that problem solvers, but it's like, again, it just goes back to it actually being a, a ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And to be honest, my staff, my team, which they're all great, they're exceptional. Uh, but my team, um, I encourage them uh, to get involved in a ministry that's not media ministry because they get paid to be not the volunteers, but the staff members. They get paid to do what we do with media. Okay. But to be connected to the church, like, I think they actually need to, 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 to serve, jump in. Serve into another ministry. You know, whether it's, um, yeah, you got to serve into another ministry. Matter of fact, this is actually interesting. When I was talking to one of the old line producers at Lakewood, he said they developed an intern program. I don't even know if this still exists because it's been years now since I've spoken with him. But uh, he said they they had developed an intern program that you get an internship with Lakewood, but you rotate to a bunch of different ministries, and oh, you see good. where you're led to be. Like you may think that you want to be. Uh, matter of fact, the line producer actually was working at a coffee house. He had no media production for experience, and I think uh, he interned there and kind of got shuffled around between marriage and kids ministry, and then he kind of found his way to the media production team. Mm, and wow. so I just feel like that, you know, an intern program doesn't have to be specifically for what somebody maybe went to college for, because as we all know, just because you go get educated and got a college degree, I was an English major in college. Really? So, wow. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, but, but see, I did that primarily because they didn't have a media production major. I had it as a minor and then I played college basketball. So my thing was, what what degree can I do? Because if I did any sciences, I would have to do labs and stuff. So I was like, well, what degree can I do where I pretty much can just read and write papers? And I was like, well, there you go. It's English. <laughs> <laughs> so I could read on the, on, the, on the trips, on the highway, on the bus with the team. I could read things on the way down, the way back. When I got back, I'd just type up a paper. Amazing. 
So, so did you start like um, utilizing the camera, or with just in, in general production overall? Um, I was I would go back to my uh, I went to Nat, what is now known as National School of the Arts. It's a media arts. I'm sorry, it's a creative arts high school. So whether you're you know you're doing dance or or choral choir or any of that stuff. So my major in high school is media production, and so my senior year. Uh, matter of fact, let me go back some. My sophomore year, uh, they didn't have a teacher for me because I was the only real true student that really cared about that stuff. And so they sent me to that summer, they sent me to UCLA for Media Workshops of America. So on UCLA's campus, I stayed there for a week. Wow. You know, so I'm the 16 year old kid flying back, you know, from LA. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even, wow. I'd be scared to send my daughter at 16 flying by <laughs> yeah, herself. Exactly. But, uh, but I, I got a chance to like see kids my age run around campus shooting short films. And I just thought, man, if they can do it, I can do it. Uh, so, you know, it's all about that exposure. Right. Um, so, you know, like I said, by my, by my senior year, I was so far ahead of the curve uh, that the, um, the general manager of the public access station where our, the, they had one of their studios was in my high school uh, he he pulled me to the side and said, "Hey, how would you like a job, like right now?" I was like, "Well, I want to go to school. I want to play bad college basketball, blah, blah blah." And he was like, "Yeah, we'll work that out." And so the whole four years that I was in college, he worked around my schedule, and I worked there uh, at the studio when it fit my schedule. And by the end of my sophomore year in college, I was afforded opportunity to work at the Fox station in Nashville. So I worked at two TV stations. Two wow. part-time jobs at two TV stations, and play college basketball, uh, and play as my fraternity. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but I, I was very, very busy. I didn't do I didn't do any parties. Like wow, that wasn't you couldn't my do thing. any that parties. Wasn't my passion. <laughs> no, How did you get to a party? No, I didn't do any. any <laughs> but you parties. had a camera. <laughs> but I had a camera, and I will send you guys a clip of what I shot and edited on campus. I walked around campus and was just like asking everybody what's the best part about this mm. and by the time i was done now you all will get the uh the the, the g-rated version <laughs> <laughs> but uh the version that i actually showed to the administration the purpose was like everybody was saying things need to get fixed around the university and so i had them the kids the students like y'all tell me i'll get it to administration so i got that clip to the administration and they began to implement change they didn't realize how bad how serious things were Wow. And so, mm. but then I edited a version for that was about 30 minutes long that I aired on public broadcast that said all the positive things about the university. And that, that's what still lives on social media to this day that people go back and like, you know, we didn't have a, a yearbook. That is our yearbook. And it's really cool to see um, all my classmates. And now that some of them are getting to pass, looking back at that, like, you know, wow, you, you guys were, I mean, there's some, man, there were some special kids, man. I mean, this, I, not to, not to brag on Fisk University, but, man, there were some people who really have, have changed the world uh, that came out during my era. I mean, Mandisa, who's a uh, contemporary uh, Christian sure. artist, yeah. uh, she was at Fisk during my time. Oh, wow. You know, she was, I mean, as a Jubilee singer, you're just like, wow, she has an amazing voice, but because she's there with us, you don't really realize how exceptional she was. And then she got an opportunity to be on American Idol. And then next thing you know, her yeah. career, she's yeah, you know, over, winning man. Grammys and yep. on the Today Show and all this other stuff. So. Wow. That, that's amazing. That's amazing. So I also, I look at your website and I see a lot of things about marketing, advertising, um, what do you think the biggest misconception, I know we're jumping around a little bit, but I just kind of want to, trying to nail down your skill set. What do you think the biggest mis misconception mm. that churches have about digital advertising? Um, man, that is a, that, that's excellent. A, a very good question. And it's very complicated. Um, and it all really depends on the, the type of church. I mean, I don't want to, you know, pigeonhole churches, but there is an old traditional black church that views things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then and there's a, there's a conservative Baptist, you know, uh, you know, evangelical church that views things a different way. And both of them have different misconceptions, which is why I think it's complicated. Gotcha. Uh, and so uh, overall, I think 
if I had to just break it down to its simplest form, uh, my wife is a, is a licensed counselor, uh, professional counselor. And so it really comes down to human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, as simply as I can say it, like humans do have uh, needs and desires and, and, and the need to be engaged. And um, everyone, just like you have five different love languages, people like to be engaged differently. And so um, the way I broke it down in a session that I led, um, uh, church hired me to just come in and do like a workshop. I was just like, um, I tried as best I could uh, to explain that all the different social media platforms have different age ranges, purposes, and ways to engage and interact with people. Mm -hmm. So obviously someone who tweets, that's a certain type of person. Person who's on Instagram that's a different, you know, visual type communicator. Mm-hmm. Facebook is a different demographic. Uh, you know what I mean? So like each one of those needs to engage differently. One of the biggest misconceptions as I'm speaking, like in general, right, is that you can produce one piece of media and throw it on all the different platforms. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And it just doesn't work like that because the engagement is different. Sure. So, so like I said, it, it really, what you're asking is really a complicated question because each church uh, has its own perceptions of what church is and how they should be interacted with versus what ministry should look like and how you should interact with uh, your congregation or potential congregants. So I I don't know. And and, and obviously some people's purpose is different. Some churches don't want to engage Mm -hmm. and only want to use it as a, a, as a, um, a source of advertisement, which sure. obviously I don't think that's the right way to approach it. You know, you, social media is meant to engage, not to be your billboard or your right. megaphone. Right, 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 right. And I think a lot of times it's, and and when I when I talk to churches, I kind of look at it in age ranges, and I, I kind of word it this way. I was like, so if you had a two-year-old, do you talk to the two-year-old the same way you talk to your 10-year-old? Do you talk to your 10-year-old the same way you talk to your 20-year-old? You can all have the same message, but you right. all speak to that person differently. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to look at your mm-hmm. social media because the engagement is different. So you have to tailor your engagement around the demographic that's on that platform. So you're right. If you put, if you just run an ad on Facebook, and you you say you run whatever you put on Facebook. It's not going to work on. It's not going to work on TikTok. Right. It, it's not going to work on yeah. Instagram. Well, <laughs> one of the really really creative um, engagements that I saw was a. Uh, it was. It was a. I, I want to say it was Instagram. I can't remember. I think uh, uh, Brady Shearer talked about on one of his old episodes of Pro Church Tools. But it was like a uh, um, a prayer meter or faith meter I can't remember what it was, but it, it had a touch item on it. So let's say it said, uh, how are you feeling today was the question. And it was like this little gauge. And if it was all the way to the right, it was like, I'm having a great day. Glory be to God or something like that. And then some variations all the way till it gets to the left side. And the left side was like, I'm not feeling good. Uh, I could really use prayer. And so you, as the, you know, social media person clicking through your feed, see that and you click on it and you select which one means, and you can leave a comment, obviously, but you select which one that like is pertinent to you. And what it did was well, for people who clicked all the way to the left, that lets you know that that person needs to be contacted. Like they need to be prayed for. They need to be reached out to. They need to be direct messaged. And so that was a practical way to engage and minister at the same time. That's like, there amazing. isn't enough of Good. that being created. You know what I mean? Like it's more of we've got our family fun night or, <laughs> you know, we got our Christmas yeah. service. Yeah. I want y'all to come out. There's more of that happening and less about the engagement engagement to 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 really bring bring uh souls to Christ. Right, right. Wow, that's that that's that's very creative yeah. because it 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 it's a digital product that's getting a response mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't mm-hmm. normally get. Yeah. And at the same time, you're providing a contact and a way to speak to that person at in their time of need. Sure. From oh, a click. In their time of need, yeah. In yeah. time and that and I think I think that's I think that's more than amazing. It's and I, and it shows the creative side of what we call um, social digital marketing or advertising, right? You know, and I and it kind of lends to like which I read. I read your bio. You said something about emotional marketing, and oh yeah, yeah. What what do you mean by that when you say it? Is it is this something close to what you what you, what you just conveyed to us? Man, I learned that, believe it or not, working for a television news station uh, in the creative services or marketing department, um, the guy who I thought was the chief, the guy who knows all about that, uh, is a guy named Graham Newell, 602 Communications. I definitely always shout him out. And what this is what's funny is that he doesn't even do that anymore. He talks about emotional um, financial decisions that people make now. But he talked about emotional marketing and connecting with an audience. Uh, I asked him why he got out of it. He was just like, it, it wasn't profitable. I was like, but you're right in everything that you're saying. Uh, but he just couldn't get people to really pay for that service. service. Like to pay for the rate for him to come and teach or speak or whatever it was. But man, like, okay, real, really quick, emotional marketing. Um, it's connecting emotion to a product or service. So, for example, I'll try to make this as quick as I can. Uh, Ford truck. Like, you know what you're buying when you buy a truck. You buy, you're buying, you know, a, a, a vehicle with a bed and four wheels that sits high, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in its simplest form. Yep. <laughs> but emotionally marketing that product is creating, let's say, a 30-second spot that says, real men drive trucks. You want to be a man... You know what it feels like to be a man. You need this truck. Like, you when you leave that spot, you feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm a man. I want a truck, <laughs> right? And so you you're connecting an emotion or a feeling with a product or a service. Like there is some truth. There's some there's some connectivity. There's some emotional engagement. Uh, there's emotional marketing techniques, whether with the imagery or the sound or the voiceover, a gritty voiceover, like all that stuff. Even the colors that you choose. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably heard it because this example is used a lot, but almost all the restaurants use the color red in their logo. Sure. Uh, it's because red is it incites hunger. It mm-hmm. makes you want hungry. So your Burger King, your McDonald's, your Wendy's, like Applebee's, like, they all have red in their logo. So all those little decisions that you make are in some way feeding into that emotional marketing technique. Like you're being very strategic about all those things. So, and I hope I kind of summed up what a kind of emotional marketing is and some tools and techniques. But having said that, like I said, Graham Newell, I thought who who introduced it to me when I was like, you know, 23, like basically coming right out of college, all those techniques I began to use, whether I was in telling a testimony story at church uh, or I was uh, selling, I was producing a commercial for a, a tax service. (laughs) <laughs> like all, if, if you know how to connect with people and emotional engagement, and human behavior, you really are an, an exceptional emotional marketer. That's good. That's really good, bro. So, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, if you had to approach this question, if you had to give advice to a church who's looking to expand their media um, production or and or yeah, expand the media production. What would you, what would you say to them? Um, it actually is less to do with what they want to do and and more to do with what the what the uh, what the goals are of the ministry. So, like, they, it's it's like you have to do the research first to realize what that church's purpose is. Like every church doesn't need to stream as you know, as unpopular as that may sound like streaming. If I'm trying to think of a, a a different example. Um, okay. My brother's church in LA, Inglewood United Methodist church is a hands-on in the community church. Like their purpose right now, he's working with the city and some contractors 
to build housing, affordable housing in LA. Like his church is right down the street from Inglewood. Uh, I'm sorry, from the FedEx Forum, Inglewood United Methodist Church. Okay. And so like, yeah, he, he streams the sermon and the service on Facebook, but like the ministry that they're doing isn't necessarily that. So you don't have to be like uh, the largest Baptist church here. Like some of their cameras, when they purchased them, just the lenses, they have multiple lenses for cameras. They're $100,000 per lens. Forget mm-hmm. about the camera and the fiber yeah. and right. all the other yeah. stuff. Exactly. So like that's not an investment he needs to make. Um, uh, man, it's, it's like I think everything that you want to do from a production standpoint kind of starts with that mission is. And I will say this, if streaming is a huge part of what you want to do uh, and engage with your community, uh, the biggest thing that I have, have had to communicate with non-tech folk uh, in ministry is that having three different audio boards is, is a good idea. You know, one for the ears, so all the musicians can hear each other and, you know, make sure the sound is right, you know, together as they play, play and sing collectively. One audio board for the room to make sure the sound in the room is great. And then you really do need a broadcast audio board. Obviously, you can make one board do a couple of things, but, like, if you really, truly are concerned about your broadcast audio, your stream audio, you need to have your own separate booth that only focuses on what's going out on the stream. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. when I, I, I worked at a church in, <clears throat> in Virginia, <clears throat> and we had a production room. We had front of house and monitor mix. And it was great because, you know, me as a front of house engineer, I didn't have to worry about that. But when you get to smaller churches, you become all of that, and <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, you can't you can't realistically you do can't, that. You, it's yeah, it's you so can't. hard, you know. I, I to me, it's like it's hard because things change so rapidly, right? And then second, if you're if you like, you can do monitors in front of house that makes it that's doable if you have a really good sound check and you know you just can't afford a monitor mix. But if you can afford anything out of those three things and have two out of the three, I would say production mm-hmm. in front of house. Mm-hmm. In front of house can mix monitors. Yeah. If you can't afford to have three positions, those those two need to be separate because what you hear on your stream on your production is different what you you're different from your mix that you have in the room because you're mixing the room and you, and then with the production, you're mixing what people are going to hear on right, the stream, right, right. In, their, in their buds, on their phones, you know, on their televisions. Mm-hmm. That that mix is totally different. And, and it has, a, and it's, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's like mixing in a studio. Right. You know, and, and it's a different perception. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all those things tie in. Brother, you said a whole whole lot. Yeah. So before we get out of here, how can people how can people get in touch with you? Man, they have to they have to reach out to the uh to you guys and then they <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's it, I mean, I I've got a passion for media ministry still. Um, but if I'm honest, I don't have I I'm 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 trying to put back together after taking a hiatus for a year, um, the Inspire Media Conference. Um, that's and that's and that's how I found you I on Instagram. A, that's how I found you on Instagram. Yeah, that that was a game changer for so many churches. I call it the Mid South because it's Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi. Memphis is right on the corner of three states, and okay. so I think because nothing comes here like that, like it was a game changer for so many churches here who never even thought about. And this was pre-pandemic, so they they were able to get a clearer picture of what is coming just before they had to do it. So that's, I mean, I really, I mean, you could email me personally, my name, info at ChristopherFranklin.com, but uh, I will be bringing back by the end of 2022 uh, Inspire Media Conference. So InspireMediaConference.com, same thing, info at InspireMediaConference.com is probably the best way uh, to get in contact with me, either one of those. Uh, that we, we would we would love to um, yeah. be involved with that. We would definitely love yeah. to be involved with that in any 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 way possible. So definitely um, keep us in mind. But before you get out of here, we have this thing called Thirty Seconds and Going. With Thirty Seconds and Going, our rapid fire questions: True, false, yes, no, good or bad. It's no, it's it's, it's no, it's no wrong answer. 
So. And you can't plead the fifth. <laughs> Here we go. 30 seconds and gone. All right, question number one. What is your favorite Old Testament book? Genesis. Genesis, okay. Preferred camera manufacturer? Sony. Sony, okay. What cereal did you love as a kid? Cheerios. Cheerios. Is that honey nut or just plain? Honey nut. Honey nut. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Adidas or Nike? My, uh, <laughs> No doubt. All right. Who is the best hip-hop hype man ever? Man, I don't even know his name. The dude with Buster Rhymes. I don't even know. Oh, Spliff Star. Okay, okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you have it. 30 seconds and going. We want to thank, thank you, brother, for your for, for joining us. I'm, I'm glad I reached out to you on on, on Facebook and um on me and on Instagram. And um, we enjoyed your time, and I hope and I hope you did as well. Yeah, sure. Those of you who are listening, yeah, make sure that you um, hit my brother up, and um, we're looking forward to hearing from you in the future, sir. We're gonna say it like we always say it: keep God first in everything you do. Yep. Everything. Everything. I said everything. 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 <laughs> and we see you next time on the Church Sound. Podcast.